and I must keep running, running, and running, 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 and 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 running, Here we are, me and Double A Ron, for the X-Books. And since I was away last week, we did not get to talk about one of them. So this is a double shot right here of X. I kind of wish that the way it worked out, we would have done like a two of the Powers or two of the House books. But we kind of got in the deal where we're going to be doing Powers of X number four from a couple weeks ago and then house of x number five from this week and that's how we're going to go and i'll tell you right now uh i went away for the week and i don't know if i picked a good week to go away with this powers of 10 <laughs> i guess i keep saying x but it's powers of 10 number four or if i went away on the well, bad you're not week, roman so yeah I mean. that's true <laughs> I, I might have roman fingers uh, how about oh. that i don't even have a, a, a rim shot I here boom <laughs> oh my. Uh, but there, um, with that, it, it was weird because I haven't read these. And so when I went away, I did take my tablet. I went down to South Carolina to get my son from the Marines. And when I went down, I had a lot of plans to read a lot of books. And Powers of Ten was one of them. I was going to catch up on some things that I haven't, but I was going to, you know, keep up to date so that when I came back, we'd record a bunch of things. And I really didn't read anything. So I didn't read Powers of Ten until tonight when we were going to read, you know, do this. Also, House of X uh, that we're going to talk about next, I didn't read. And when I jumped in the Powers of Ten, uh, the whole idea idea of these X-Men books by Hickman is the idea that I thought that I was getting a grip on things. And me and you started to review these, you know, as little spotlights. And I was, you know, with the help of you, starting to enjoy the series. And and the thing is, after this Powers of Ten, the, the idea of enjoyment kind of went right out the window for me again. And I'm telling yeah. you, I didn't really enjoy this issue and it's getting towards the thing of what i said when me and brandon first started doing the reviews and then we stopped and then me and you picked up because you were enjoying it and i said well you can guide me along i'm getting out of this powers of 10 that it is hickman again trying and this is going to be very very specific to me because i know when hickman is writing he's thinking of me you know, I'm that insane that I'm one of those guys who watches TV and think people are talking to me in particular. But I, I swear to God, he's sitting there and he's like, you know what? Jim's starting to enjoy the series. Not on my watch. I, I'm going to throw some things at him now that are going to confuse him and make this a chore again. And well, it, it's weird I, to I, me I to do I don't do think that. your theory is so outlandish. You have a whole company – because of your other podcast that's totally right they're against us. you guys <laughs> that's what it seems i actually get word that so many people hate us on the dc side of things that's the worst is a lot of people well, love free free doesn't work over there anymore because he put yeah, you guys in the comic a couple yeah, I know. times he got he got nailed over here and, and we, in fact he ended up putting us in uh dead man logan over here at marvel and then you didn't see him for a while i yeah. think that he got suspended as well, uh, well uh, yeah, the thing is something. it's one of those 
things, if you're out there and you think it's the greatest thing to be able to talk to creators, it's pretty cool. But not when you actually get get to to talk to one. Yeah, not even that, where you get to talk to one and the one guy is there to tell you that the other seven hate your guts. I mean, I have actually (laughs) talked to some big creators at DC that I start talking and I get finally the... Man, I don't know what the rest of those guys were saying. You seem like a decent guy. And I'm like, well, what were they saying? And they go, don't worry. They just hate you. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Story well, see, we haven't done life. Marvel. Yeah, really. We haven't done Marvel so long. Uh, they don't know us yet. So eventually they will grow to hate us. I would love to say they'd grow to love us. But the problem is we try to be honest with the reviews. And even if that's not fully negative, that doesn't rub people. I, right I don't way. think they, they, they've heard of you. I don't think they know you, but they've heard of you. It took eh, you a while possibly. to be able to get the review copies. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we had to beg. So and yeah, finally we to, begged you, and got them. You possibly had to beg as somebody else. Too. Yes. <laughs> well, you did. Here's the deal. I don't get them personally. Brett has to get them. He is the, he's kind of like that middleman getting them because yeah, they don't exactly. like me. They don't like me. I'd like to say they don't like Eric, but I'm usually the one that screams and yells. But so we'll just say there. Hickman's sitting there and he's like, hey, Jim's there. He's enjoying this stuff now. He's actually mm-hmm. enjoying my two X books, the weekly books leading up to the big X-Men number one. Again, not on my watch because I'm going to make this Powers of X. And even then, it's almost a twist by the end. It's like I'm enjoying this issue until we get to what has been pretty much my Achilles heel is the, the year, year 1000 the year 1000 stuff year just th- 1, yeah yeah really one zero 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 <laughs> here we go because when we get to the year 1000 it's not even the idea of me like oh man i don't know all these characters because that'll mm. even come up in the next book we do the house of, of x number five but it doesn't matter because I can still enjoy things and say, well, I, you know, I don't know all these characters on the page, but I'm getting the gist of the story. The problem is by the year 1000, I'm entering. It, it's pretty much you might as well be throwing me into the year 1000 yeah. and just say, here you go, because I have no idea what's going <laughs> on there. I have no idea. It, the way I kind of look at that year 1000 point, it's it, for a little timely wet reference here. The Watchmen universe. Yeah. yeah. How, how Watchmen had that, uh, pirate ship story in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. didn't have very much to do much with the to story. Do, and you and kind of whole... stopped reading it at one point. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what I did. <laughs> I still haven't finished what... that whole pirate story. They still have to kind of give me a, a reason to understand, to want to understand the year yeah. 1000 area right now. Uh, the only thing I can think of conceptually is, that the 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 mutants X Men Xavier all the, all of them they're at, trying to act like uh like gods on Earth now yeah they they're supposed to be like ascending to God level mm-hmm. on Earth it seems and and like. even that that's set up early even in the first House of X number yes. one where you did have Magneto say like we're your gods now so exactly. that that is that's kind of a combination of that and going yeah uh when I get to that part though. I'm telling you, I almost, it takes me so long to get through it and my head is spinning and I can't understand anything that's going on. And I, I'm not going to say I'm a smart man. I'm never going to say I'm a handsome man. But but at this point, when I read that part, I'm a very confused man. And yeah, the, the, the thing about this issue if only I know they're going in sequence, right? If mm-hmm. only though you could put this year 1000 right in the middle, 
I would have been a better deal only for me because then I can end with, say, Krakoa and Cypher and Le- Xavier. Le- ends on a high note for yeah, you. Yeah, then you get I can more... sit there and get done yeah. and say, boy, that was neat. Instead but when I get done taste. this, oh, my God, yeah. I'm checking the, the page count. And people love this book. And it's weird, too. I'll give you this with this book. It's almost – I can't even say it's like Tom King's Batman over at DC because you'll still have people reading Batman even though they hate it just because it's Batman. They want to stick it out or whatever. This this House of X and Powers of Ten, really, from the people we talk to, has really gotten to the point where the people who have stuck with it are the people who love it, and the people who don't like it have bailed. They're gone. They're like, I'll just find out what happened. I'll give uh, you know the X-Men number one a chance when that comes out. But for now, I mean, there is not a lot of people, besides I think me and you, actually, who are like, yeah, it's okay. We're going to keep doing this and we're going to go and, you know, one issue is higher than the next. And then this is a little down or whatever. I see people in Slack just like, I hate it. I'm never going to read it again. I tried to read this mm-hmm. issue and it's bull crap. I'm out. And they're just mad. Or the people are like, man, I'm loving this. I, I think it's the greatest. I And I just, I'm so stuck in the middle where when you get just one little section of that year 1000, that, that, tips the scales down below the 50% mark and then I'm I'm miserable. I'm like, "Oh man, this this is now it feels like work again and yeah. going and it just it throws me off. It the, really this, does. This definitely has a a thesis feel to it yeah. almost. Yeah. Like like it, it goes from being an actual interesting read to work. Yeah, it goes to work. <laughs> and that and and also with the idea again when we when I bailed on this earlier, uh, the reason I really bailed was not necessarily that I didn't enjoy it. It was I didn't want to sound like an idiot. I mean, who no. does? Who wants to sound like an idiot? I don't. And so I didn't know the characters, but it was more of the overall scope of the story and where I was saying to people like man, I don't understand what's going on. And they would say like, oh man, don't you get it? They're rebooting the whole deal and he's doing this. I'm like, no, no, no I no don't one get it. No one that's understands what I, completely come, what's going on And that's on right the now. best part is by yeah. about the number two or three issues of both of these books, I realized everybody who said that was full of it. They, they yep. don't know what's going on. Yeah, everybody's they, guessing. Yeah, everybody's guessing. Saying, that's, what's the, that's the fun part for, for me is, is the constant guessing of what's going on. Well, and, yes. and you say this, and this is the problem. Like, yes, then you, you have told me some theories. You even spelled one out that you think the year 1000 stuff is them ascending to godhood. They have decided that that's the next stage they have to go. You also have a, a, a big theory of who would be leading the X-Men after this as well. Um, but where I have my problem is, I'm not that much in the know with a lot of these characters. So when you end up having a character show up, a lot of theories and fun of it is like, okay, that character does this. They usually did that. They did that before. So maybe that's how it ties in here. I don't have that background. So it is really something that this book isn't necessarily for anybody with my knowledge level. So I need the stuff and I am enjoying some stuff. Even in this powers of 10, I'm enjoying the stuff with sinister. I'm, not exactly a a sinister fan or even know a lot about mr sinister but with this 
there's some comic, you know, there's some laughs, you know, about yeah. the capes and stuff. And so, and, and by the end, I understand what happens, even though I'm not necessarily, you know, in the know with all of what's going on there. Um, but yeah, by the year 1000, I'm like, I don't know what happened. I, yeah. I have no idea. Every, every issue that has come out with this Hickman run, uh, there are multiple times where I'm going, yeah. I, you don't really know what's going on here or i mean like i understand the panel to panel progression and the story yeah. that's going on that's being laid out in front of me it's just like like you said the the ins and outs of everything yeah x-men and story-wise yeah, I, I, I have a real problem there sinister i i, I know more from watching the 90s cartoon or yep. some recent little uh, interludes he's been in in some of the last couple of years. You know, I'm pretty much newly back to, to Marvel Comics in the last three or four years. So there's a vast array of comics I've missed out on. But, you know, it, it's 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 all a guessing game, even for yeah. the most educated X-Men reader. Yeah, and and with that, you know, we're going to start up in this Powers of Ten, number four. And, and I'll give you the quick deal if I can find the credits page because it's kind of into the deal. <laughs> uh, but obviously it is written by, uh, you know, Jonathan Hickman. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Uh, where you, <laughs> I'm just trying to end up uh, trying to get here. It is written <laughs> by Jonathan Hickman. R.B. Silva is on art. Marte Garcia on colors. V.C.'s Clayton Cal is on letters. And, of course, there is no recap recap page of this to read and and i will tell I you i would love to see that recap i know page. it'd be crazy it'd just be like yes things happen but more <laughs> stuff's gonna be happening here i will tell you that for the most part i have enjoyed rb silva's art through this it, it seemed a little off on the first page and i think it, xavier looked just a little weird in the first but then it kind of went away it's a little more cartoony looking than say the house never of looked very good when he's trying to put his tough guy face on yeah yeah look, <laughs> he's mr tough guy there yeah. but yeah they, they're gonna go to bar sinister and when they go there like i said it is kind of funny there where you end up starting with one of the sinisters and like you know state your business here where you know hey we're here to see sinister which one there's so many any of us you, you kind of get and, and it's it's a it was a nice kind of lead into this and you even see where you have you know magneto there he's got his cape that becomes kind of a running joke here but it also was like man that's a nice cape you know what you look really powerful you look really important mm -hmm. what's up with this guy in his peasant clothes and his little rocket you know wheelchair that's nonsense and magneto freaks out and just smashes him into the wall and i really like that i really like you know you have there where magneto's kind of you know flexing his muscles a little He's actually defensive. showing, yeah, he's showing that he's real defensive of, you know, Professor Xavier. X and probably, you know, mutants in general. But even mm -hmm. so, he's showing that he's not going to take any crap. And that may lead later to some troubles as well. But yeah, they go into the sinister court. And really, this whole thing kind, kind of comes off, like I said, a little jokey. But the main thing is, is they are there. First off, to try to get the mutant version of Sinister, uh, that the Sinister that's there is like, eh, that mutant version is a bunch of nonsense. But he comes and decapitates Sinister. And I even like that where he ends up doing that. And then he's like, Psst, it's me. The mutant one. Yeah. And they're all, like, all, all right. All of the rest of the Sinisters here are just clones that yeah, Sinister had made yep. of himself. He eventually made a mutant Sinister clone. But it seemed like these clones 
thought that one had disappeared or gotten rid yeah. of or anything, and but he disappeared, was right there rid the of whole it. time. And, yeah, and they actually think of it as pretty much the abomination almost. Like, yeah, that yeah. one didn't work out. It's almost like Doofus Rick. Yeah. And Rick and Morty, they're like, you know, that one might eat poop. We're not sure. But he, <laughs> I just love the idea that he comes up and he, Psst, it's me, the mutant one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here I am, guys. And they're like, all right, well, we have a plan, what we're going to do. And I do like this where you they're going to the guy who clones them. And he's like, hey, we want you to collect. We know you're collecting DNA and cloning and stuff like that. And we're not here to stop you. What we want to do is give you a little more focus, uh, tell you what we think you should do and what you shouldn't and all that. We want you to collect mutant DNA. And then we're going to mind wipe you to the point where you're not even going to realize yeah. we were make, here. Why make we wanted that to top do it. priority. Yeah, collect that's number one. DA top priority. But you can yeah. still continue collecting your yeah. rest of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, just you do want. what the heck you want. But, you know, yeah. make like you said, make that the priority because we need it. And, and in the meantime, it is a long con. It's a long game. They, yeah. they don't need them to go out and do it right now. They just eventually get to all of them, get that DNA. It's all going to work out for us. And I do like where Professor X then as he always does. If you see Professor X coming down the road and suddenly his finger goes to his forehead, run. Because yeah. he's about it's the mind It's not a migraine. It's not a migraine. No, no, no. He, yeah, he, he's not signaling anything, <laughs> but he's mind wiping you or doing something crazy. But he's like, all right, now you're going to do that. I'm going to wipe your mind that we were here, that it was our plan until I want you to remember later. And that was pretty you cool. Know, one, and One thing I like Hickman's been doing in these books, though, is – all his villains just seem to have a little bit of levity to their yeah. uh, to their dialogue and hum- like mean, Nimrod was kind of humorous and yeah, sarcastic. Uh, Sinister definitely is humorous, but they're all like crazy menacing in oh, the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time, they're they're so. like funny in the crazy psycho yeah. way. <laughs> and I like this. And this is the thing. I'm reading this. And right now at this point, I'm like, you know what? This is what I thought. Okay. He Hickman has given us this thing where he's made us do some work. We, we've stuck with him here and now he's going to have some fun with us, not just throw stuff at us, not just lecture to us, not just, you know, pull the rug out from under us. We're now seeing because in all of this going on, them going to Sinister looking for him to start collecting, you know, mutant DNA. We don't know exactly, you know, what that might end up in the end game and when they will go to tell him to remember all that stuff. But yeah. it makes sense for everything we've seen, even though we don't know the particulars of how this will work out. It makes sense of, OK, this makes sense because we just saw, you know, almost the most popular X-Men just die. Yeah. Just issues ago. So we're, we're all waiting to see when and how they would come back. This makes sense then. And you're like, all right, you know, we put in the work. All right. He's opening up for us. We're going to have some fun. Here we go. You do get the sinister secrets and and a couple pages. I mean, it's either there to to frustrate, confuse, or just to make Hickman laugh. Yeah, I think it's I think it's I think all of the above. Column A, column B. Because I mean, there's a couple of them like, oh, I might know. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yep. <laughs> and there's nine. 
there's 10 actually because then you have sinister secrets revealed then you have a 10 and i'm saying like yeah you know luckily in in old jimmy here he only counts to five because by then i got so angry and i'm like all right i'm gonna just skim these mention just one of these particular because we were talking about how uh sinister's mutant gene clone is uh it says here that the Thunderbird, John Proudstar, is where he got his mutant gene yeah. from to to clone into his sinister body. Yeah. That that mutant gene was uh, when the X Men in early early X Men got like uh, captured by Crack Krakoa and were taken mm-hmm. hostage, and then they had to re- reestablish another X Men team. That guy ended up dying while ba- battling Count. Uh, Nefaria. Okay. I think that's his last and name. And that was the deal then. That was yeah. how he got it. See? So he, he blew up in a plane and that's how he died. And I'm yeah, guessing Sinister somehow scooped up his genes from the ground. Okay. Or something. And then May, yeah, really, he found it. He found a, a thumb. And yeah. then, you know, made his deal. But yeah, so really we have this early setup. on in X-Men. Yeah. So, so then, then we go to the X1, the X-Men months ago. And this is kind of cool as well you have and i like it it's it's indiana jones xavier he has gone with cypher to krakoa and at this point the uh, krakoa has been able to communicate with xavier it has turned the tables of you know oh man krakoa that's a bunch of bullcrap and no 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 it's contacted us it wants to do something so we see the beginnings of this we see the beginnings of cypher trying to communicate with it and i really really like this little bit where you end up with Krakow like saying something and Xavier through his you know empathy and mm-hmm. telepathy is like it said it's sad and then Cypher's like wait a second you only can communicate like really basic right like what I'm yeah. seeing here is you kind of get ideas and where I will even go over to the DC Amy, side of things sad. as well yeah that's Amy. what it's like <laughs> Amy hungry but no what I was going to say is at the beginning of the new 52 with DC you had Aquaman, where they were trying to kind of get away with the idea that he talks to fish, and they ended up asking him, hey, you talk to fish, right? And he's like, no, they don't really talk. I only can suggest, or they give me feelings. That's what it felt like, even though Krakoa is way, way more, you know, intelligent than fish and in the meantime it's almost like xavier's the fish and krakoa is aquaman because krakoa is the you know the big deal and he's Mm -hmm. trying to you know communicate with xavier but xavier just can't do that he can only get you know basic feelings basic ideas so i really like the idea you know hey krakoa said like you said amy said well in the meantime not just sad because he's like it's deeper than that and then we do get you know the history the origin of story. what yeah we get the origin <laughs> of you know the two things krakoa and okara and they they're going with the whole deal and and all this stuff you know are Rocco and yeah, krakoa it, it, it's kind of like uh pangea how the, yeah. all the earth's uh landmass was connected together yep. at one time and then got separated through you know yeah earthquakes and whatnot earthquakes and troubles and where this is 
kind of neat and where it does end up pretty much, you know, going forward, you, you get the idea, okay, here's Cypher, he's left there to kind of communicate, this is setting up the Krakoa that we've known in the book that is their island and all that, but also, you do see, and I think that this was played out real good for me, because I read these, you know, this Powers book and then House right afterwards, is the idea that Apocalypse is there, and then when he shows up in the House of X, when he, you know, comes, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm back, you know it's good to be home again you know hey how you doing Krakko remember me it really played out well for me because I read them both back to back because you do see them here there's not much there of it just like you know there it is the warrior god in blue the world would have fallen but for his you know his yeah, sentinels and things what, like what that. I find interesting about this page where, where Krakoa gets split apart by the twilight sword of yep. the enemy they don't go into any yeah. more detail yeah. on that so there's a future enemy that's going to be yep. down the road I'm guessing um, but what I find interesting is when they talk about Apocalypse's original four horsemen in year nine of Moira's when she uh, became Apocalypse's wife or concubine mm-hmm. or whatever, one of the horsemen uh, at age 24, her and Apocalypse rescued the first horseman and returned to earth. Okay. So from my understanding, Krakoa uh, wasn't originally on earth it, it got split apart somewhere else and that Araco, uh, the other half got pushed mm-hmm. into the void of wherever okay. it came from. So well, and, then and, Krakoa yeah. landed on earth. And it's cool. You say that because as you see this through the art, you do have apocalypse and it's a, if not for the man who was not a man, the first mutant, the warrior God in blue, the world would have fallen. And he is standing there, you know, looking like a bad, butt, uh lightning behind him, but the monsters that he's fighting, including, you know, what would be that first enemy, uh, mm-hmm. they are kind of black with stars in them. You know what I mean? It's, it seems yeah. like, you know, something a little more there than what would just be on earth. So so that's kind of a cool little, you know, tie into that and see what he is fighting. He's definitely fighting more than just, you know, a bunch of guys standing around. First off, they look like demons. They're all in silhouette. But they, I like the idea. They do have that star it's, pattern in them. And so stuff I probably like could that. safely assume that Apocalypse guided Krakoa to Earth. Yeah, he probably did. And he's even there like he's standing there ready to fight them off. And I, I would think that he did uh, guide it there. And, you know, you do have Cypher telling the story through that cypher looking a lot like luke skywalker uh there and it's funny too because you end up he's there and i love professor x just how much of a jerk he is really (laughs) where he's just like all right you like it here it's pretty cool right you know crack you're getting to know him like i'll see in about a year because then he just, and also it's just the thing again. Like it's like parents leaving kids at church camp. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just anyway, and then you don't have the the second part where the canopy of the spaceship ends up, or the jet ends up going down, and you see, uh, you know, Xavier pumping his fist because he's now in the clear. He doesn't have to deal with him. But even then, oh. he's like. When Cypher's like, what are we? What are we doing? What's the plan again? There you go, right to the forehead. The, All the, I'm saying is they're super lucky that they have this Cypher Cipher yeah. here, and not the Cypher that was in uh, that one Daredevil tie-in one shot where he was like a. Uh, he was all cracked out on on having yeah. a cell phone. 
yeah, and yeah. like long beard and like couldn't yeah, get it together know. at all. Yeah, yeah. This one he, looks like he has a work ethic. Oh yeah, you know, this clean one looks shaven. pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I don't know how it'll be after this year. He and, says that it'll take a month, maybe a year, if he's terrible. I feel. From I have my a understanding, this this arm that Cipher has, he's mm-hmm. bonded with Warlock, and Warlock, I believe, is a descendant or uh, an un unfully grown. Uh, uh, what the the ascension uh, the phalanx okay at the at the end of ascension one thousand the, well, the and it's phalanx even true. is Here's the, the thing mature I, yeah. warlock and I think that they they play it off well that you say that because as you see and they barely show the arm it's it's covered for the most part he goes to go in his duffel bag and and smiles with the arm and then when you end up going a couple pages later you do end up seeing the arm there in the year one thousand it's like oh that is very yeah, similar and they, there. they also showed it in uh, the very yeah. first issue of House of X too. Yeah. When yeah, he was so talking to Krakoa. What Xavier does is, you know, you have Cypher and he's like, hey, you know, why are we doing this? What's going on? Let me show you. And he takes off mm. his pit helmet and then he Touches puts his, his finger index his finger. He's like, ah. And you do <laughs> see that it is a, you know, I like the way they play it out, that it's obviously a shocking thing, but also pretty much tons of info that's oh yeah. what the heck and like man that was ambitious but worth doing yes i'm like yeah stop yeah, playing so it, coy it, it's, stop it's playing a very coy. long long extended plan it seems yes. like yeah so it's like all that's right that's why well. i keep leaning towards they're trying to become gods yeah so he's like oh man that's ambitious like hey everything that's worth it is how long is it going to take you to communicate get this doing and he's like a eh, month maybe a year if i'm terrible we'll see and he's like all right here's the duffel bag get to it and then leave it's almost like it's Survivor. He's just throwing him there and leaving. It's the one person Survivor. The weird thing is Cypher probably has voted himself off the island seven times. He, he hates himself is what it is. But and, you go and on. Cypher then. also doubles as Jim at this moment because he gets left behind also. That's right. All <laughs> the time. And, and But he had no duffel bag here. But yeah, no. so you have this going on now. And, and again, you can tell we're talking about it. I'm having some fun. I was enjoying mm. it. I really seem to be able to at least tie some things in like okay that makes sense we're seeing how they started communicating with krakoa we actually see the origin this is pretty cool we see apocalypse that's neat now we go to year 1000 and it's just the idea it's not even just the idea for me of hey uh you know i don't know what's going on because half of it i don't but i don't have that base of trying to grab onto anything that I can think of familiar. Something I, that I, I can, can go, try okay, to I see explain this a little bit here. Yeah, you can. Uh, good luck. Uh, because I'm telling you, I don't even know explaining it's going to get me excited for it because I just don't have... Okay. It's like I don't have a horse in the race in this from year 1000. From my understanding, this is still Moyer year 9. Okay. Or li- life, line, life 9. Because earlier, a couple issues ago, they, they showed uh, the ascended blue guy here that they showed him working with uh the nimrod greater uh the bath the the, okay. the mutant that was in house of what is it powers of x1 uh okay. or whatever that got put in the bath so it's still tied to that life is my understanding because that that cyble wouldn't be there unless that life happened Okay. So this this the banks of mutant DNA and consciousness that has been collected over time by Xavier and uh Sinister all get loaded into this uh 
computer planet. This is that, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the planet is right now, but it, it's the, the planet they talked about a couple of issues ago okay. where, uh, Nimrod got launched into space. It's just past Pluto and they used all their minerals to, to Nimbus, Nimbus planet. I want to say it's okay. called, um, they made this planet on the edge of space. Um, now this guy downloads his consciousness and everything and all yep. the DNA of all the mutants into this orb above him, which then gets sucked up by the phalanx. Yep. The, the, the phalanx then merges with that consciousness because it has a greater understanding. Yeah, it seems. And it's like almost one of those, like, it's like that. I don't know. I'm telling you, here's where I start talking and sound like an if idiot. It's but the a whole thing of personality, it can imprint yes. on the phalanx. Basically. And it imprints on the phalanx. Then it goes and it almost and seems it, like it's making that larger deal that's almost it, like, you know, the and, whole and they, consciousness. They, they put and a things. bypass into it. it it's, it's before you had to, you would have to download yourself into something mechanical for the phalanx to be able to. Uh, adapt you yeah. or download you this uh this bypass they put in there makes it so they can just get absorbed into the phalanx without having to go through uh putting all their knowledge into the orb okay is my understanding and yes. they're waiting here to see if that it will work yeah, and we're seeing, let's see if it's acceptable. And then yeah. it kind of, you know, it's glowing, and then we'll have to wait again. Because yeah, it, it sucked up two people's bodies here. It took me a little bit to understand what was happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, why are these two people being sucked up? Because it's saying that it can't adapt through human, through, through interaction of this sort. But really what it's saying is they made a bypass to it, make it so they can just suck up people and yeah. ascend them. I'm telling you, but again, you, here I think that you're right. I think that that's basically what happens again. And that really, I don't have a horse to the it's, race. It's I'm waiting to see what's it's going not on. Interesting at all because you, yeah. you have nothing to connect this to. No, and so you have these bodies, and even then, it looks like there might be three going on. But even the the idea of the yeah, what they're saying is, you know, as these bodies are being sucked into this orb, it's everything always comes down to a question of cost, doesn't it? The problem is that this method doesn't work with biological entities. Yep. So the elder made a host machine on empty vessel and copied himself over to the, before the phalanx. Uh, absorbed it we just confirmed that i'm like i don't know what's going on like this Mm. idea of it just ended up just dragging for me it's only it's funny too because i'm reading it use like a higher learning form yeah yeah that's the thing it's supposed to be you know this more than just human deal and this educated educated they are educated to the extreme i mean they Mm. are they have everything we know times seven billion so i understand that it just reads very boring to me and, and that's why he only where, gives you a couple pages here and there. And, and that's the funniest thing. Is as it. I was reading it, I even said at the beginning, the idea of, man, it took me forever to get through that year with us. And I'm looking, it's like four pages. Yeah, like, actually, it, it's like I six. read it three times and, like, and I oh only understood God. it today. It so, took me forever. And, and I'll tell you, this is what saves me for the whole deal. Because I am a guy who's ready to quit at any time. By the time I ended <laughs> Unless this, it's I, sports or yeah, betting. really, yeah, there. But I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's boring. It's starting to feel like a chore again. Luckily, I didn't read this last week because I would have had to have waited another seven days for the next issue. Yeah, the whole House seven of days of you screaming of me done, getting pissed. And, and maybe I would have just kept reading it. But I just I, I can read it to understand it. It just really threw me out again, and it started getting me angry about the things that I don't like about this series. And unfortunately, there are some things that I don't mm-hmm. like. They're very personal. They may not be anybody else out there may not have those problems, you know, but I have them. So I'm waiting, and it's almost like, you know, oh, geez. But then well, I started there's... up the next issue, and we'll get to that in a second. But once I start up House of X number five, he must, like you said, he knows probably that this is a little bit over the top with the, you know, the speech pattern and how he's yeah. doing. It. And it's not the most interesting thing, but it will come to play later. So y- you start off the next issue and I'm like, all right, I'm in. It, it only mm-hmm. took me about one you know, one page, two pages to be very intrigued again and to get going with it. But before we get to that, what would you give this powers of 10 number four? I'm going to say this number four issue is probably the most down issue for me because like we've said there, there's a lot of things in there that I, I'm not pervy to. Like I didn't, like I knew Sinister cloned himself, but I didn't know he had an Island of himself. (laughs) The bar Sinister. I, I, he came off more as like multiple man to me a little bit in, in yeah, a sense did. where you just willy nilly just slash and kill. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice for levity. Uh, I understand it. Yep. it. It's, it's just it, that kind of threw me off. And then the ending, uh, kind of info dump of stuff that I have no attachment to made it a little down. So, but the art is still stellar in all both these issues i'm really enjoying the art i can't say enough and the colors definitely uh but this one's a seven for me i'm giving it a seven as well that's what i thought uh like i said at the very beginning the stern looking xavier made me laugh Mm -hmm. um but then as it went on the art it's it's hard to be a bad butt when you're in a wheelchair that is true (laughs) that is true but with this though when you go to the house of x um, it is a little bit different art style, you know, and I really, really like the art in the House of X books. That's actually my favorite art of this, you know, of the two. But I actually like how R.B. Silva's art is a little different. So it's not the same thing. It's a little more cartoony. Uh, mm-hmm. In the Powers book, but I, I do like it as well. I just really like the House of X uh, art a lot. But we'll go to the House of X number five now. And again, like I said right away, I was kind of back in the game because the way they start, they start you off, you know, pretty good with this idea of us rules. seeing, yeah, and seeing rules and seeing, you know, what we saw before in the first House of X, where, you know, to me, my X Men, now we're learning more about that and where you can say well jim you said you don't like things that you don't know or whatever that's not the case this is actually really intriguing and even though i don't know all the characters in this issue i know enough and most of the characters i know are the head characters like you have Mm -hmm. apocalypse at one point that shows up at krakoa and yeah there's a lot of bad butt mutants with him 
I don't know many of them, but I know Apocalypse, and I know that if they're with him, they are not very good. So that was enough for me, and that's what I need. I always need, for just me personally, I do need that kind of character that I know to lead the way for me to kind of get the idea of what's going on. But it is written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Pepe Larez. Marte Gracia on Colors and VCs, Clayton Kells on Letters. And yeah, you, you start off here. And again, it, it starts off a little confusing. You know, you're, you're wondering what's going on. It's Krakoa. You're going there with what's there. And you are going to, though, be shown kind of these rules of what's going on with the you know these uh how they're going to get rebirthing uh, chambers yeah and and what i really like the idea of this is that a lot of people when you did have you know wolverine gene gray cyclops when they died people are like you know we know they're not gonna die man this is bull crap i cloning again and this clone stuff it's not really that. And I no. thought that that was really neat the way they go. Now, on Twitter, you did have Jonathan Hickman spell out, hey, you know, this issue of House of X, uh, real big shout out to my man, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. You know, he's my man. He he taught me a lot of things. He's awesome. So you end up with pretty much one of the most important mutants of all is Gold Balls. And you see why here, because he's part of this five part, you know, team that can bring back the, you know, any mutant with how they do this. And what I do like about this, you you can still complain and say, okay, here's what you're doing. It's pretty much cloning anyway. And now you have taken away tension or whatever. That's and I love I like that. That's it. what I'm saying. And it, it, this is the thing is normally a regular writer will say, okay, that guy died. He's back, you know, clones. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a guy like in a tube for a second and then they'll open it up and go. This actually is a process that, like you said, it's a team community process. And also, for some reason, the way he writes it. It makes sense with what they're doing in Krakoa as well. Like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just a, hey, guys, uh, clones here. It, it ends up being like the process where you have gold balls and then you have this. And each time you go through this next stage, each stage is necessary and as important as the other. And it is the sum of all the parts. It's not just yeah. the, oh, yeah, that guy does all the work and then they do this. I mean, yeah. it is a pretty cool way and a very yeah. deliberate way, a very, you know, it's not very quick, even the way they describe it, uh, how they do this. And you I do. Point like out, I want to point out one thing here. Uh, Proteus is uh, Moira McTaggart's son. Okay. And yeah. So um, there was, uh, I saw a couple of people complaining that uh, Moira has a son, Proteus, who is able to tell when someone has mutant powers. And okay. they were like, well, how's, how's Proteus not supposed? Proteus didn't get born to this life. Okay. So, uh, I, I don't, I've never read anything that involved Proteus. I know very little about Moira Mataggart. The name yeah. is super familiar. I've heard it over and read, you know, a couple of issues here and there with her in it. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff is new to me, like I said. Um, but I just thought that was interesting that, that Proteus is here, but Moira's not. She and Magneto and Charles had a split, it said on one of those mm-hmm. timelines. And yeah. then later on, she faked her death with like a Shi'ar 
clone yeah. or something like that is what the timeline said. So she's out of the picture and possibly in Shi'ar space. Okay. I don't know. And and in this, what I think is cool, uh, like you said, or like I said, uh, Jonathan Hickman gave the shout out to Bendis for gold balls. And they even say, like, it's ridiculous. He makes gold yeah. balls. But in the meantime, <laughs> they realize they are eggs. But the thing yeah. is, the why we never knew this before, why they weren't, is because they're not eggs that mean anything. They're not viable eggs. They, they're mm-hmm. just there. They're gold balls. Uh, but they've discovered that when Proteus goes and warps a little reality, they become viable. So that, that's like the first step. The first step is get these gold eggs and make them into something that can definitely be an egg. And then they inject, you know, the DNA of a mutant. Then I'm guessing elixir. that's Hope that's injecting Yeah, it looks like that. Hope that's doing that. And then you have, uh, you know, Elixir kickstarts the process of cellular replication. And so what this also does and sets up later they end up, it's not like one of those with, hey, you know, we do get these eggs, we inject the DNA, and then we have to wait nine months, or we have to wait this. Mm-hmm. They do end up, and also the idea of, oh, who wants a Wolverine baby? I do, but maybe not the the X-Men when they want to do it. So when they do this, the process also is maturing the embryo into that where it's born, you know, at, at a age they want, you know, yeah. and all these things going on, and then they are born and that's where you got at that very beginning when you did have Xavier there. And like, to me, my X-Men and they do come out. Well, this is the thing at this point, they are kind of just husks then their bodies. Yes, they are fully, you know, developed bodies. They have it, but they don't have their mind and memories. That's where mm-hmm. you get Cerebro, where Xavier then implants all of their memories and says even pretty much their soul. This is where they get all that from yeah, Xavier it, and Cerebro there. Uh, it, it says that Cerebro originally was designed to find mutants, but that's its secondary power now yeah. or use. Now the main use is to be able to identity scan them yes and it even goes throughout this and says in one of the write-ups that pretty much xavier backs up all the mutants around you know he backs them up every yeah yeah. every week he does this so that if you do die you're only going to lose a couple days if they go to you right away and and, and make interesting fact about that is how how they talk about how uh they're eventually going to have to start up a force Yes. To uh, go out there and search that, make sure that uh, a mutant that does die, that that person is dead for sure yeah. before yep. rebooting their, yeah, rebooting. rebirthing them, their bodies and starting them over again. So the, I'm guessing the X-Force book will be, that's their job okay, going out there. Okay, that'll be go out to see. Yeah. And then there's also this kind of little side there in one of the deals as well <laughs> that they have not yet tried to put a mutant's eye, you know, mind mm-hmm. into a, somebody else's body, like say a Cyclops into Wolverine. Now, again, as we go later in the timeline, they have certain characters that have and, abilities and things like that. So it looks like they may work that, that out goes, eventually. That goes to the other crazy theory I have that possibly, uh, Xavier is Moira. Is Moira. Yeah. And <laughs> like that, that like might her be. mind got put into Xavier's yeah. body. Yeah. Possibly. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But another it, idea I have. And, and so you have this. And now 
here's the deal. I'm really enjoying this, you know, <laughs> and also we're getting back our heroes that we lost when they ended up, uh, you know, dying. And even when they come back, get their memories, you even have right no away. No one Scott. brought them clothes, though, apparently. <laughs> yeah, really. They're just nude. But yeah, and I love it. It's like they don't have clothes, but luckily the mist and the, the you yeah. know, that covers their junk is what happens. But I really even like the idea that as Cyclops even starts to, you know, get his deal, there's Xavier puts the visor on and he ends up giving him his memories. And then he's like, did we do it? Did it work? Did, did the plan work? And he's like, yep, it did. You know, and he said it did. You succeeded and your sacrifice was not in vain. It was a gift. And in the giving, you saved us all. And then he says, thank you. Thank all of you. And it's a weird deal where you get in this issue where you end up having the five that can bring everybody back. You know, you have that that set up there. And now you have the heroes returning. And it's very it's starting to get very cult like. And very even beyond and just, we've yeah, said it's this getting before. real it's like very... that. Yeah. And this is really like that because at this point they're like, everybody, you know, here are the five, the, the life givers come and feel them. That, that's, no? why, oh. that's why I keep kind of going back to like, they're trying to be gods and this is Olympus. Yeah. Krakow and that's the other thing with that. At this point. It also feels a lot like what we got in the, you know, earlier issues of that year 1000 and even the the other timeline where they were having, you know, the church and all these things. Mm-hmm. Everything does seem to be leading. And there's the little tie in with it. It just kind of scares me uh, right here yeah. where I, I, I don't mind to, the process. It's like a creepy I, it, it kind scared of. Me. It is very creepy, uh, you know, and. The the funny thing about this is is the one thing that you could say, oh, you know what? There's this section in the middle here that is a lot of, you know, pretty much just the same old, same old here back and forth with, you know, hey, you know, here is this person. Who are you? How do we know you're that? You know, and it's like Cyclops. It's me. Yeah. Look, Cyclops. It's maybe Cyclops. It's, Everybody, you know, and it's, it's maybe very this is Hickman's kind of a sly, sly way of touching on the mutants are uh, orchestrating their own religion. Yeah, that's what you it know? seems. It seems like they're making the religion of them because they right made their now. own language. They're making their own yep. government. They now have their own they're government. making their own religion. Yeah, and the the you know? bad thing about that is, is as you go forward, like you said, in, in that far future, it does look like they want to ascend to, to godhood and things like that. But at that point, it doesn't even seem like there's that many people around to even worship them. It's like they're going to ascend to nothing. But in this, you do have a very deliberate introduction where you do have, you know, who are you? You know, you know, I'm Cyclops, Scott Summers. And how do we know it's you, brother? And he's like, you know, once I thought I was strong, a leader of the mutants, he goes through this and then it's like, I learned watching you. He's our brother. Know him. Cyclops. What else is he? Mm-hmm. And then they all yell mutant. And it is a little scary. I'm telling you, it's a little creepy yep. as they go. And Hickman makes sure that for the most part, you go through most of them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Cyclops, uh, Wolverine kind of gets the, the diss. We we have Wolverine so doing it, Mystique. I guess, while... Yeah, Mystique. So I guess they got their thing while we were stepped aside to talk with Xavier Mm. and Magneto. 
who are just watching, you know, and they're like, you know, hey, don't you like what's going on here? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, the work continues. These X-Men are awfully confident of being completely naked, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they they don't mind. You know, there you (laughs) go. But even that, I think... I think that what Hickman's doing, and and this is the thing, I'm going to go with the thing that I was told, that Hickman does not waste panels, he doesn't waste story, Mm -mm. most everything seems to be for a reason, a purpose, and that sort of thing, that it really does come up with them nude, and everybody going to it, it seems like a hippie commune to to me, like in 1968, it's like Woodstock, and they're all there worshipping them, and it's already getting to the point. In those sinister pages, he even alludes to that even more by yeah. saying, like, uh, Wolverine, she has a, a a child and she's married, but Wolverine doesn't care or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and Scott knows, but it, that's just maybe the the, the way it, it is, is these days. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, there yeah. was it some It seems like a hippie that. deal. And and, and again, when you have the idea that all the, you know, the main X-Men that, that did end up dying in that, you know, mission and now are back and are, and are back fully here and nude and standing there, just having the sun behind them and the people reaching them. I mean, you got to get the mm-hmm. idea that these are their gods already. Like they are worshiping their own and doing that. I see Glob there. He's reaching for him and stuff like that. So at least I can pick somebody out. But yeah, the idea isn't just like, this is so much different than an X-Men coming back from a mission and be like, all right, way to go. High five. And like, man, that's cool. Or you're walking through, you know, the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The Institute, the mansion, like, hey, what's going mm-hmm. on? Hey, meet you down there. This is more than that. This is pretty much and like you said, it's a cult and a hippie kind of yeah. commune type feel. And, and that what's gets scary. interesting, though, is Hickman's choice of the, the, the X-Men that he has here, you know, the ones that he sent to go destroy uh, Mother Mold and the yeah. ones that have come back. You'd think he would choose like those core X-Men yeah. members, you know? Yeah, especially since you know that they can be resurrected. So it's not like you didn't just, like, oh, we didn't add that person or that person because they're yeah, too like important. Yeah, Iceman isn't yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, you got it's Archangel. crazy. Be- Beast, he was still off to the side. He worked yeah. on the computers and stuff. Yeah, and so, Beast I mean, is also, yeah, he's appearance. involved in some stuff. So, yeah, he's there. But, yeah, you're right, though. Where's Iceman? Colossus yeah. isn't here. Nope. I mean, Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Yeah, the main uh, ones. So you, you you go with Mystique, who, you know, didn't use her abilities at all, even though she might have went and planted something on Mother Mold, the, the, the stasis ship. Yeah. I'm still not certain on that because she was busy doing something. I went yeah, back yeah, and read that today. Yeah, she was doing something. Yeah. So um, we'll see. But yeah, so. yeah, penance, though. You know, yeah, you know, that that's kind of was kind of out of yeah, nowhere and things like that. So we'll have to see, you know, what's going on uh, with that. But all this is pretty much, you know, there they are. See them for what they are. Heroes of Krakoa. And that ends oh, that man. section. A- and then we go off then. And now we're going to go to the part where the United Nations is going to vote on whether or not the mutants should get their own nation of Krakoa. And you pretty much find out that Emma Frost is there to influence people and make it so that they get the vote. And even, you know, you end up having her telling Xavier pretty much and Xavier knowing it anyway yeah. of cause it passes, but it, 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 there's some people who don't vote for it. I mean, it it's not it unanimous. Went to pass. It yeah, wouldn't have passed yeah. at all. 
Yep. And one, so one lady who you met in the, the what, house of X one, yep, one, she, she said she ended up abstaining. Yep. Yeah. The Russian and, ambassador. And there was a uh, couple of people that she forced over the edge to vote. Yep. I thought. And uh, yeah, because at the beginning, at that one point, we did have some that weren't going to go, some that were going to go for different reasons, things like that. But you have Emma's like, you know, these humans are a little impressionable, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And that's where Xavier comes over. And, and normally you would think Xavier would come over and say, listen, we should have let this pass on its own. I I think that we could have done that, all that. No, Xavier's like, you know what? Uh, you know, you did something there. I know that you did. But, hey, cheers, because, you know, you did a grateful, you did, you know, a sacrifice for our nation. And they even have the thing where Xavier says, listen, Emma, I know when you do this, it, it does kind of, you know, it's kind of cheating, but it also takes something from you as well. There's a cost to this. And hey, cheers, you ended up doing it. You know, you ended up doing what you had to do for us at the mutants. And that's what the best yeah, is. Xavier and, is all about just uh, doing what's bad, best for yeah. mutants. Yeah, Doesn't it's almost really like the point. Humans and that's the thing. Yeah, at this point, he is pretty much whatever we need to do, we'll do. We'll figure out the stuff later. I mean, you right, know? Before, right before it went over to this United Nations voting everything, there was that conversation between Xavier and Magneto. And Magneto says they should have killed us all when they had the chance. Yeah. Before that, Xavier's frowning. Right after that, he get it, the the artwork gives him a little bit of a smirk. Like, yeah, yeah they should have. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And he's just so laughing. I mean, like he, he just care. he just doesn't care about no. The, they just the, that's the, just the a human step in the part plan. of this anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's just part of the plan. Now you do get a list. Of the nations that do not agree, they the nations that said that they mm-hmm. were not involved, and you get a reason why they don't want age. any of the flowers or yeah. any of the aging. Yeah, and, and as you go, yeah, you have like you know Latveria. That's political reasons. Mm-hmm. You end up having mm-hmm. Iran Doom. and mm-hmm. Marjapur, political reasons. These things, but then you get to Africa, and it's like pretty crazy there. You know yeah. what would end up uh, Wakanda? I like that added, yeah. yeah, Wakanda's like, nope, we don't need anything that you're doing. They we don't, don't need, need your drugs. drugs. We don't need any of your mutant nonsense. Well, and then, I mean, if you go to Ta-Nehisi Coates, Black Panther, they're operating on a whole different plane yeah. than anybody in the Marvel Universe yeah, right that's now. The they thing. have a whole universe that is all devoted to Black Panther Just now. Black Panther, yeah. And I, so, I actually like that call-out of the deal where Wakanda – they they're just not involved because they don't need to. They they're, they're already and, and again they cut. like to try to stay by themselves as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, not doing things. And you also have a couple of other nations in Africa that are under the protection of Wakanda, mm-hmm. so they're not going to be able to go anyway. I mean, pretty much in my mind, what Wakanda does, they follow just because of what's going on there. And Wakanda is going to supply them with more than what they need than what these mutants are going to give. But yeah, that that's kind of a cool thing to think of maybe something down the line if all this keeps going and you might have some troubles between those i think that's pretty cool uh but yeah it's passed you go off to wakanda or a krakoa again when i'm saying mm-hmm. wakanda you go back to krakoa <laughs> two days later and this is where you're going to end this issue with the idea that this plan of Krakoa being a mutant nation, and we've already seen, say, Mystique. I mean, Magneto, right there. Mm-hmm. We've already seen that, you know, this isn't just 
the good guys. It's not Mystique just and Magneto are a little nebulous because they have been on yeah. the good side well, and the bad I like. side. That's what I like Mar- about the, the comic yeah. history, and so. I like the process of this because you've already seen, or you know, a- Emma Frost. She's been back and forth as well. Mm-hmm. So everything that's been involved with them has been kind of and the one you know say saber tooth he's in jail still so you know he's out but with well, all these people they actually, involved they actually came and got him though uh, yeah and yeah, yeah them, but they never showed him released yeah yeah we so, don't see him but they even kept, so they kept them in handcuffs is yeah, what they, so you they have did, so. the you have the the x-men and who is you know been invited to the island like you said are kind of the nebulous Guys, once you have Magneto, though, he has, you know, Emma would certainly follow then and Mystique, you know, his kind of his team or people you see with him Mm -hmm. a lot. But they're not exactly 100 percent the worst of the worst. You you haven't Mm -hmm. seen that until now, because and it does show the idea that where Xavier has even said throughout this is if all mutants aren't involved, then it doesn't work. We have to let all mutants be involved. Freaking Wolverine does not want this to happen. And the way it spells out is you don't know what's happening at this point yet. No. Wolverine just says, listen, are you sure? Because you can change your mind and this is complete and utter nonsense. You know, th- this is not I don't think this is going to work. Wolverine is very angry. And you're like, man, what's what's he talking about? Some people are beyond saving. Yeah. And then you see the portal go and in comes Apocalypse. And a bunch of bad butts with him. And this is where you're getting the idea. First okay, wave when, has yeah. 20. The next wave is too many to count is yeah, what they say. Yeah. And so you are getting the idea of, yeah, when Xavier said all mutants, he meant it. And he meant it to the point where even when they come through here, Apocalypse comes through. And the Krakoa reacts because we saw he saved it. He actually brought it to earth is what we think. And Mm -hmm. when we saw in the powers of 10, so when he comes in, it recognizes them, some animals, you know, birds fly to him, all this. It's like snow white. All of a sudden Mm -hmm. he's there whistling. They're all coming to him. Yeah. I'm telling you. It is. And it's crazy (laughs) because in my mind, that is a step that if you, if you have Wolverine sitting there and like, this isn't a good idea apocalypse is just bad i mean there's no there's no way you can reform him or whatever when he comes through and krakoa actually greets him this way you really have to really be concerned of the idea like all right apocalypse is here but krakoa seems to be best friends like they're bffs here if Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong we might all be screwed because it seems to love apocalypse here and we've seen the background of it and but the background of it that Xavier knows he knows all this, and so he's still willing to do all this with it. But yeah, he's like, you know, we're gonna end up where here's Apocalypse. Let's see. And the the weird thing to me is like one of those things where this is the meeting here. You know, this is the hey Apocalypse, you want to be good with us? Yeah, it's weird or not weird, but it's pretty risky to do this on Krakoa. You know, it's almost like me and you are going to have a treaty about if I'm well, going to beat no the crap really out of you. No one ever said anything about being good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just saying. <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is if me and you are going to decide if we're going to, you know, be friends and you might destroy my house and everything, I wouldn't have that first meeting in my house. I, yeah. I would tell you to meet me downtown at a, a coffee shop where there's other people around that kind of, and not at my base 
But this yeah. is him just saying, hey, Apocalypse, come on to our base and we'll figure things out, see what's going on. And, you know, he's there, you know, we, we're going to all be together. You know, are you going to do this? Obviously, they did tell him rules and things like that. That's fine. But he comes yeah. in and now decides if he wants to, you know, go with Subjugate them. Subjugate himself, basically. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, and he, it's, he it's very risky. He the head a little bit. Yep, he it, does. This is the point. This is kind of a big, oh, crap moment. Because yeah. you realize that the X Men have now aligned with Apocalypse's yeah. way of thinking. Yeah. And Apocalypse's yeah. way of thinking was survival of the fittest. Yeah. You know, even if you were a mutant, survival of the fittest was the key to his. And, and, and yeah. And with that, there's the exclamation point of this because still Wolverine's like, you know, I, I don't like this guy. I'm going to, you know, let's fight maybe. And this is where Apocalypse says, you know, hey, listen, I've been trying to do this stuff with, you know, mutantdom and I'm trying to exert the dominance over the, the world. I know that you don't like that. We had some run ins with that. But hey, you know what? It was all worth it because now you're like me. You've mm-hmm. actually realized and you're doing this. You're I'm like ascending. a proud father here. Yeah. He, he ends up saying, I could not be more proud. You guys. And it's like one of those where, huh, it, like there's going to be some people who are like, especially like a Wolverine or something like, I don't want to be told that I'm just like you, you piece of crap. But you have right away where Magneto says, you know, we needed to hear that. You know, we need to hear the words. And then that's mm-hmm. when he says, I submit to the laws of the land, be what they may, and acknowledge that this day forward, we all serve a higher purpose than want or need one people from this day forward. And, you know, you have all these guys behind them there, you know, with their heads bowed as well. And that's where it's like, Xavier's like, very well, you know, let up, you know, crack calls for all mutants and then says to Apocalypse, welcome shaking home. his hand, welcome home. And it's, it's crazy. And it is kind of like that, kind of a wow moment in just a subtle way and maybe not so subtle of the idea that at this point, everything we've gotten up till now uh, has been, okay, Xavier's doing this plan. Xavier's doing that. Oh, they're doing this here. They're get, they're bringing back mm-hmm. people with gold balls, all these things. And then uh, Apocalypse just shows up and says, hey, guess what? You guys are the piece of crap like me that we always should have been. I'm so proud. You know, I, I finally, I'm with my people here, you know, mutants to the end. And yeah, he, always, he always looked down on mutants or yeah. down on the X-Men because he's a god. Yeah. But now he sees them now as equal. Now he sees them as the equal. And that continues that whole idea of God yeah, and stuff like godhood, that. So, exactly. yeah, I, I'm telling you, and like I said, where they come through the portal, you know, some people are going to be like, you know, and I see Sinister, I see some others, but uh, most people are going to be like, oh man, you know, there's that person, there's that person. But no, me and everybody else, even with my limited knowledge to somebody who has all the knowledge, yeah. Apocalypse. I mean, that's the big thing. And that's what I need from this. I need to have those big moments like that, that I can get behind as much as everybody else. You also got to have in your back of the mind, though, too, is uh, Xavier knows an awful lot about Apocalypse now because Moira's last life was spent completely spent with, with Apocalypse. Yep. Yeah. So, so he knows I mean, all this. she knows the ins and outs and she told Xavier the ins and outs. Yeah. But then they had a, a rift between them. So that's the 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 key thread to all of this is the Moyer part in my yeah. mind. Too. Yeah. And it's been so. the key thread like through the whole deal. So yeah, that's that's is cool. But like you said, him knowing 
everything about Apocalypse still made him think that they had to do this for what they are going to end up doing. And then later we even see Apocalypse with Wolverine and acting pretty much like buddies at that point. You know what I mean? They they were like, uh, you know, uh, teammates and all later in the deal. And that's pretty cool uh, because at this point you see that they obviously hate each other or at least it, it's weird too. I can't say Apocalypse hates Wolverine. He just, you know, it's Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine hates Apocalypse though. And he didn't yeah. want any parts of this. You know, Apocalypse seems to be above that. You know what I mean? It's not just hate or love or whatever. It's just, you know, he sees that this is what he always wanted to do. They're now aligned with him. So why not join them and get going with this? And it's pretty cool. But it, it is a big moment that he ends up, like you said, subjugating himself a bit to Xavier and Magneto. That, that's a big move. And that shows that. You know, if Apocalypse knows the plan, if Xavier and you would think he has told him or at least, you know, pressed his temple and and got him there with this plan, that it's a plan that Apocalypse thinks is the right one as well for mutants, uh, mainly because it doesn't seem to really care about humans. And that, you know, would lead into the deal. But I really like this issue. This gets me back, you know, excited about everything. I think it was really cool. And where I will also tell you where House of X does it a lot more, it seems. I like the issues more that stick with one timeline and then Mm -hmm. develop that throughout. And those are the ones that I've always really enjoyed a lot. I think, I think Hickman was really smart on realizing that this might be an issue and broke it up purposefully for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. So this one I really liked. This is the line that really got me thinking that, uh, this was in, uh, what was it? Uh, Second here, uh, powers of X two, okay. the the line where it's where Moira is getting Magneto to come along with her and Xavier with the plan is well, I may be the only person on this planet who truly understands what ails yeah. you both, but I have to warn you, my truth is profound and life changing. It's primal, and I wonder what you're capable of, if you're capable of bearing the weight wow. of it. It, re- it really comes down to one thing, Magneto. In this world, who determines what is truly good and evil? Yeah. So that's that is that is big. Yeah, that's the deal. So yeah, they're they're going with this. So yeah, that's pretty big. And like you said, they how Hickman does everything, it does connect everything. And that's where, you know, I'm not exactly a smart guy that way. And and I cannot remember a lot of things most of the time. And I do think this is one of those like you did, if you reread it as mm-hmm. it goes on and then there's and multiple times it. that 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 there's uh moments where it's it's referred to as Moira X like when she mm-hmm. dies when she gets stabbed by Wolverine with the blades at the yeah. end of the ninth life it says so ended the ninth life of Moira X yeah and then when it shows all those charts of all her lives one right after another it says the life the lifetimes of Moira X the mm-hmm. only time it refers to her as Moira X is in those little side notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and the other thing about this, I just wanted to bring up just at the very end here is the idea that we've kind of talked about. We had mail last week about it is you do have a lot of uh, lowercase letters in all of this, yes. which ends up being very odd 
with the regular 616 deal. So we'll have to see how that plays out as well and how that is. You Dispatch, know, you definitely pointed that out to me and I've gone back. Uh, apparently the lawyer, lowercase letters Hickman used predominantly in the ultimate comics. Yeah, it's wrote. the ultimate stuff. We got a mail I, last week I've about it really as well. I've never read any of that myself. Yep. And then I went back just tonight and looked at like his Avengers run, yep. his FF run, and then a couple of different because, I mean, he had, like, the Ultimates, and then he had, like, Ultimate X-Men, and both of those were lowercase letters. But the Ultimate X-Men starts off with Mark Millar, and that's all in, in uppercase letters. Yeah. So I don't yeah. really know. I'm reading through it now. So Yeah, uh, so we'll have to see if that means something, if that's, you know, something big, or it's just the way he likes the there's been whispers of the Ultimate Universe getting Yeah, there has. Too, and so, there, there has know. been the deal of... You know, the idea of is this not only rebooting, say, the X-Men, but it's also rebooting the Ultimate Universe. We'll have to see because they have been teasing at that as well. Um, Could possibly be doing both. And that's what Matt last week, Matt uh, talked about this in an email that he did say, you know, you got to look because it's not all caps like the rest of the Marvel books. And he said Mm -hmm. traditionally, most of the time, the lowercase does mean the Ultimate Universe. And we'll have to see. And, And recently you even had the maker uh he you know he's the one who usually talks in lowercase when he came over even as he's going through our 616 he still remained with this lowercase oh, so in the it, venom books he's still yeah, in the yeah, lowercase yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, that's I the whole deal so and that's like the kind of the deal of hmm. you know maybe it is resetting the ultimate universe i just wanted i had to go back to the mail and uh it was matt who said last week so he has okay. noticed that as well and that's really cool. That That is, and you know, it, it's something just in the side. It may not even mean anything. He may just like mm-hmm. the look. He may be playing. But it's like another cool thing in there, even if you don't even like the Ultimates universe. It's kind of a cool thing to to kind of ponder if that's what he's doing as well. Um, but what would you give this House of X? Uh, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go with eight. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm I'm eight, five. I'm a little more. uh, And and I think that why I do that, I have to admit, it's because I was down on the powers Mm -hmm. of 10. And then I read this right after. And if this would, this was like one of those things with me. This is the linchpin then. If I get two in a row, and you're the only one who would have been able to talk me down from jumping off the building because I would have been like, I'm done. I would have messaged you like, let's finish this. I'm done. And I'm not done now. I'm actually back too excited again. So I'm I'm still pretty much around an eight because even though I've loved a lot of concepts that have been thrown out at at me on this uh, series and both the series, whatever way you want to to encompass it, um, it's starting to wear on me. A little bit. Yeah, it is. I'll yeah, give you. I'll uh, give you that. I need to start getting a little bit of answers. Why are they so cultish? Uh, what is really going on here? Uh, I mean, there is so much information. I mean, th- there's little editors, not editors' notes, uh, writers' notes, basically. Yeah. Like there's pages of writers' notes. You know, like you Mm -hmm. get uh, Forge is maybe down in a hole somewhere building machines for some purpose. Yeah, we we saw that at one point. Yeah, he said Forge is down there because we might be overwhelmed by the amount of mutants. And he's down there and you're like, (laughs) all right. Yeah, so there's just – that's just one of probably 50 examples I can come up with off the top of my head. And then there's still probably ones that pass me by right now. Yeah. I I just need – 
to be able to focus a little bit. You know what I mean? It's getting a little bit too much to put to to keep my head in the game. Okay. Well, we're almost done, so. and then we can go to the proper x-men number one and then all maybe the spin-off books. <laughs> you know, yeah i, mean, I know i'm, I'm, I'm telling you sh- i'm not yeah, even we'll sure see. we're going here and yeah. I'm, I'm how many issues into well it. that's that's the problem that is my problem but also there's that weird idea of two things wondering like what the heck's going on we've done all these issues so far and here we are but then i'm also looking like we only have this amount left and here mm-hmm. we are like when are we going to start and that's where i said i'm looking for things that tie together and when i do get excited for them tying together say oh man you know we do see the resurrection of the x-men like we saw at the beginning of x-men i still don't get all the connections though you know it's neat to see some things and say oh that has to do with that a lot of things don't connect you know squarely in here's a little metaphor with it like picture like a espionage show where they got to unlock the combination to a safe and you could see through the, the, the safe wall at the tumblers yeah. falling into place. I, I'm not hearing all the clicks to get everything to fall into yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm noticing some things, but yeah, they're not clicking into place, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm going to go. Hope I'm able five. to open the safe at the same time. Everybody else is able to open the yeah. safe. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Really? I, I'm just waiting for somebody to fully explain things for me, but I still, and, and, and yet again, the art. Mwah. Yeah. The it's, art's it's, great. It's, it's all stellar. Art. And that's the I, thing I, is maybe if the art wasn't as good, I'd be like, eh, I'm done. But you know, it, it is it just it's one of those where i'm reading and it does it's quality it's a quality book but sometimes it just frustrates me but. you're almost getting like this jj abrams lens flare or, or uh yeah. maybe it, maybe it's a uh, zach snyder kind of a lens yeah, you flare get both on of some of these pages yeah, do they yeah. really like that sun glare yeah, going yeah, on yeah. too and, and that even works, even in though. those pages, yeah, it looks like those are like the godlike pages when they do yes. that show. But hey, there we go. But thanks for joining me for talking the X books. This is a little oh, longer because we are talking about both. Uh, yeah. But yeah, now we're caught up. We're caught up, and we can go forward next week when we get the next one. Um, but yeah, thank you and thank everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you later.